0: This is Levi Bates. This is Rich Bokini. This is Stu Young. Teddy Stigma, the world's worst role model.
1: E-F-F-Y-F-E. This is Holiday. This is El Serpentigo. The princess of pro wrestling, SoCal Val. And we are... The Ugly Ducklings! And you are listening to... The only wrestling podcast that calls it... Right down the middle, the whole... and
0: Show. And now... The Wrestling Podcast that calls it right down the middle, The Whole Reffin' Show. Hello,
1: hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, dear listeners. Welcome to episode 104 of The Whole Reffin' Show. My name is Darren Beasley My name is Perry Smith And we are stoked to have you joining us today on the only wrestling podcast that calls it Right Down the Middle That's right, it is the Whole and Show You're in the right place, it's the right time It's the right time to listen to the podcast, you know how I know that? Because there's never a wrong time? There's never a wrong time because you do it on your own time right? You don't have to tune in This isn't the same bat time It is the same Bat Channel, (laughs) but your Bat Time is our Bat Time. Whenever you want to press play on your device is precisely the right time to listen to the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. Perry, how are you today?
0: I'm doing well. Doing very, very well. Looking forward to this weekend. Me too. I'm sure a lot of people are looking forward to this weekend. This weekend is the FEST, ladies and gentlemen. Whoop, whoop. So not only do we have the FEST, which has got to be the biggest punk rock festival that ever existed, I I defy anyone to find something bigger than this. I defy wrestling anybody def- to do it. I, I FEST wrestling uh, anyone to find it. Uh, also that very very much that FEST wrestling is, is this Sunday as well. Looking forward to that. Of course, you and I are going to talk about Fest Wrestling's We Are Family 2, because it is this Sunday. we got to talk all about that, for show. Sure. And you know, Fest 17 is not
1: only the home to Fest Wrestling's We Are Family 2. It is not only the home to the world's biggest punk rock music festival, but also the Fest 17 live
0: from Gainesville,
1: Florida. Dear listeners, it's also home to the whole Ref and Show Live. Absolutely.
0: Looking forward to being a, a fan of the audience for Fest Wrestling but the day the day before that, actually participating at the Fest 17, we'll do our live show, uh, much like we did last year. We'll talk a bit more about that later on in the episode, but That's right.
1: We're going to talk about we're going to remember last year's episode. Yeah. Last year's the whole Ref and Show Live from the Fest 16. We're also going to talk about uh, Fest Wrestlings. We are family too. We're going to do a brief look at the card. We're not going to. We're not going hey, to. There ready. is no brief,
0: Darren. There, there are thirteen matches. Uh, okay, so not. It's not brief. It's boxers. It's now. boxers. It's that. It's long johns. It's I, definitely long johns. Because it, 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 there are a thousand people. On I this think match. it's
1: old prospector long johns. <laughs> yes.
0: they're red. Right,
1: right. And there's a plunging neckline, and, and the and only then, way to get out is through the ass. Which, the only way to get <laughs> which out buttons up. I'm going to get out of these ass i I'm going to
0: slide out ass first. I don't know how they did it. They famous, were old
1: prospectors. Famous last words. That's what my tombstone will say. <laughs> I slid out ass first. <laughs> oh, the old prospector. Remember when we used to call Renee Young the new prospector? Yes. I wow, I forgot all about that. <laughs> Dear listeners, if you can remember what episode it was that we referred to Renee Young, and I think it was a couple, two or three, where we referred to Renee Young of WWE Commentary as the new prospector, Renee Young. And oh, please wow. let us know.
0: I forgot about that. That's got to be in like the single digits that's that little, it's, about
1: Yeah, it's pretty old. Don't go back that far, folks. Don't <laughs> go back <that> far. Please. <laughs> please. We're also going to take a brief look at Evolution, WWE's all-women's pay-per-view that's coming up this Sunday. Some really uh, upsetting news out of the WWE as well. From the Universal Champion Roman Reigns. And what will WWE's decision be about the impending trip to Saudi Arabia for the network special Crown Jewel? And is it even in their hands anymore? Uh, who's going to make this decision? When are they going to make this decision? I'll tell you this much at press time, as we are recording right now, the decision, the deadline for the decision, has already passed. And yet. <laughs> And yet we don't know.
0: If there's someone who does not like being told what to do, it's probably Vincent uh, K. McMahon.
1: Yes. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, so, we've got a lot to talk about. We have a really amazing weekend. Uh, you're probably listening to this on the weekend. We certainly hope you are. Uh, we certainly hope that you get a chance to hear every single little thing we have to say about Fest and Evolution and our show and the weekend that that is this weekend... Before it happens. But, before that happens, I think we need to take a look at those headlines. I'll say this much. Monday Night Raw has not hit me with a left hook that blindsided me in a very, very long time. I hate that it was real life creeping its way into my uh, WWE Universe uh, I hate that that's what it took to do so. But that's exactly what happened on Monday night as uh, Joe Anoa'i, the real name of Roman Reigns, uh, came to the ring on Monday Night Raw to relinquish his Universal title in light of the fact that he was also announcing that he was stepping away from the ring temporarily because of uh, leukemia. Now, this is a disease that Roman Reigns or Joe Anoa'i. Alerted the crowd he had been uh, battling or, or had been living with, were his words, for the last 11 years. I guess it's a disease that uh, he was diagnosed with 11 years ago.
0: Right, it went into remission.
1: Right, battled it actively for a year and it's been in remission now for a decade. Uh, don't know exactly when it uh, most recently was uh, rediscovered, rediagnosed, how how, when and where it reared its ugly head. But leukemia has struck Roman Reigns again. And uh, this was very disturbing news. I, I will say this much. I was not watching Raw. But immediately, my phone lit up like a Christmas tree. Uh, from many of our dear listeners, I got uh, myriad responses to what I presume was all of them watching Raw right. live uh, from text messages to emails to Facebook messages to Instagram messages, I got everything from simple WTF question mark to is this a shoot or a work to holy shit, dude, to are you watching? Did you see
0: this? And what's funny is all those are appropriate responses, by the way. Oh, absolutely they are. They really are. Because um, I was not watching Raw either. Um, and you, you actually messaged me this long message. And I read about half of it, and it was just like the half that it shows you, you know, before it does the ellipses off. And it was just sure. Like, Roman Reigns came out on Raw, and he's relinquishing the title, and it was just like, oh, that's so stupid. And then I actually read the text, and went, oh my god, um, yeah. I actually watched the. I went back and watched Raw, um, and man, that that crowd. That crowd goes from the typical Roman Reigns like "boo," you know. We we're not gonna like you because we were told we should like you, so we're not gonna like you, which is fine. and I get that, but I mean, they were just blindsided. I haven't seen I haven't seen like that kind of like shock since Lester beat Taker at WrestleMania. Sure, where it was literally like, yeah, people I, were like, "Is this real? Is this really happening?" And that's wrestling because I mean, I think they're because you said even someone someone that spoke to you about it said like is this real right. is this a shoot
1: That was actually the very first text I got didn't I didn't know what it meant anyway. I got a, I got a text that said shoot or work
0: But I'm sure half that audience is thinking, like, uh, yeah, the doctor told me that I've got this illness, and here's that doctor. And then, wait, that's not a doctor! That's Braun Strowman! (laughs) The doctor's Braun Strowman! I mean, and and I'm not trying to make a joke out of this, because there's nothing to joke about. No. But that's wrestling. That's my whole thing, is that's fucking wrestling.
1: Right, and had it been Braun Strowman, that's not too far-fetched. We remember... Uh, there was an ambulance at the heart <laughs> right. of the Roman Stroman feud <laughs> right, right, for a right. very long time, mm-hmm. in which we saw all sorts of uh, <laughs> medical paraphernalia factored into their feud for the longest time. Right, and uh, so no, there's nothing funny about the reality of uh, Roman Reigns' diagnosis. But it is the weird reality, and we've talked about it so many times. I'll go back to the Gawker trial and Hulk Hogan maintaining that Hulk Hogan's penis is a separate (laughs) penis than Terry Bollea's penis. Right, right. Well, I think it was powerful for Roman in true Gawker trial fashion to announce literally in the same breath. He said, my real name is Joe. And I have been battling leukemia. And I thought that that was the way to do it. Um, you kind of still are, as a wrestling fan, waiting for the other shoe to drop. And
0: everyone is. Everyone has that tilted head, mouth-agape look like, wait a minute. What? But this Rashawn where Shawn Michaels comes out. And now he's coming out of retirement for that universal belt. I mean, and again, that's wrestling. So, I mean, he had to basically, you know, remove the curtain and go, my real name is this. This is a real situation. I had this illness. I've had this illness for years. And I have to relinquish the title. I can't be your champion anymore. I have to go deal with this. And, man, you know, seeing him with the shield and, and them hugging was just, oh, my God. Like, Seth Rollins is crying. That was Dean so- Ambrose, who, like, never really has any kind of emotion, is, like, is like teary-eyed yeah. and, like, very serious. And it's, like, like, this is making me emotional. And, you know, I, I'm a guy who, and I've criticized Roman Reigns a lot, you know, um, obviously, there there is nothing negative to say about this as far as criticizing the man. It's obviously a negative situation, and I feel horrible for him. And I, I wish him only the best. Get better, hey Roman, you beat it before, you can do it again, bud. Come back to us, and and I allowed I that the 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 universe, the WWE universe, the fans, whatever you want to call them, they were they were there for him. They were like, okay, you know, the jig is up us saying boo is all part of what we do but no this you know you go get better of roman course. no no you go get better roman and you come back so we can fucking boo you again <laughs> exactly cuz that's our role in this but doesn't mean that you know we want you to come back and, and you know what
1: when he when he defeats leukemia for a second time right. and he comes back when superman punches
0: leukemia he and will leukemia. he
1: will have a standing ovation Absolutely. for one night Absolutely. And then they will boo him the next week.
0: But, the, but that's that's so perfect. It though. is. And, and, it and will that's happen, the thing. And that's what should happen. That's what should happen. But the thing is, no one wishes harm on Joanna White. People might not might not like Roman Reigns, and as we talked about before. You know, if we have uh, if we have things about Roman Reigns that we dislike, it's the booking. It's it's a lot to do that he has nothing he has no control over. It's he's booked to do these things. You know, he was booked to beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania 33, so we heard seventy thousand people boo Roman Reigns. But again, you you separate the two. He's just doing what he's told. He's just doing his job. He can learn a few more wrestling moves. But beyond that, there's not a whole lot bad I can say about Roman reigns, and that's just that's just being honest oh well, of course uh, and
1: uh you know we we have a friend who who's famous who's very famous for saying. Um, I wish insert name here would die of ass cancer. Oh
0: my god!
1: And that's a terrible thing to say. Yeah, thing to it say. is about as hyperbolic of a statement as one could make. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe probably ninety-eight times out of a hundred, he doesn't mean that. I don't know what. I don't know if he's ever said that about Roman Reigns. But I will say that even someone in his position. Uh, And and dear listeners, I'm sure you all have a friend or an acquaintance or maybe an enemy, and probably they would best be served as an enemy, (laughs) that, that says things like this. You know people say things like this. Hell, you may say things like this. You know that those people, and if it's you, you know you don't mean it. You say things... To get a response because we live in a hyperbolic society. And if you don't go over the top with some of your criticism, sometimes people just don't pay attention. That's true. And uh, sometimes you just have to be highly animated or even controversial. We, we live in the era where Marilyn Manson and Howard Stern are, are, are as tame as a house cat. Whereas less than 20 years ago, people would lose their ever loving minds anytime. Either of those men opened their mouths or went in front of a camera. We are desensitized. We are totally desensitized. And so all of these people who have said terrible things about Roman Reigns, I guarantee you every one of them to a person would agree with exactly what Perry just got through saying, which is we wish the very best in terms of the battle with leukemia that Roman Reigns is now facing. That does not erase how sick and tired we have become over the past few years with the character of Roman Reigns and the handling of that character and the, the uh, false, if not spiteful, push of that character in spite of many, many other directions that the WWE universe, as much as I hate that term, has pushed for collectively uh, in this whole uh, Roman era. But... a Roman Empire. Uh, yeah, excuse me yes the Roman empire that that's for sure it, it's a very sad situation Seth Rollins uh, uh heaving with with with, with tears uh, was was heartbreaking to see um, word word has come out that very few people were aware that that announcement was going to be made uh, that apparently even the announced team had not been alerted. Uh, I read one report that Renee Young. Was told that Roman Reigns was going to make that particular announcement. Neither Michael Cole nor Corey Graves. I'm
0: very surprised Michael Cole did not know. I actually thought that they would not tell Renee just because they would get the genuine response from from Renee. Very surprised Michael Cole was not told.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, and and it could be, and that I and mean, maybe he was right. But the all reports that I'm reading say that that Cole and Graves had no idea. And and of course, I've gone back and watched the segment now. If you watch the segment, it's not just the crowd; it's everyone right. that reacts speechless, breathlessly. I mean, I, I talked to to one of our listeners who said uh, it seemed like the air was literally sucked out of the room, and that's exactly what it seemed like. It was how do you
0: continue? Shocking. Yeah, yeah. All right, now. <laughs> Here comes Sheamus and Cesaro. They're going to wrestle. we are on SmackDown, but what the hell? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it was uh, with something like that. It's kind of hard to go like, Whoa. all right, Roman Reigns made that announcement. But don't forget, folks, this week, this Sunday, Crown Jewel is on the network. Or, you know.
1: People fighting exactly, each other. yeah.
0: So, fake bullshit. Uh, so, yeah, that that's the situation. So, I mean, there's nothing really to say except for uh, all the best to Roman Reigns, Joe Y. And uh, come back, and we look forward to seeing you return.
1: Yes, absolutely. In other WWE news, Crown Jewel. Speaking
0: of Crown Jewel.
1: It has been controversial now for several weeks. Um, well, it's been controversial as long as WWE has been dealing with uh, the Middle East and running shows in the Middle East. Uh, when they ran that uh, house show, I guess about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, where they actually had Alexa Bliss take on Sasha Banks. Uh, and they were both required to cover everything except their faces. They were dressed up like La Parca, basically. They, they basically were. <laughs> yeah. and, and I thought, other than, oh, those outfits are actually kind of cool... I hated the motivation for why they were wearing them. You know, they looked like, uh, I don't, they looked like extras from lost in space or like they were going to (laughs) go like scuba diving, but it was, it was neat gear. It's a shame that a country under Sharia law doesn't even allow foreign women to be able to express, uh, their own identities and their own, uh, lifestyles and their own set of values. Um, You know, it's one thing to uh, to expect something in the state house or in the palace. It's another thing when you're dealing with entertainers. I mean, how are they even watching any movies?
0: Right.
1: You know, because wrestling is just a live movie happening in front of you. But without tearing that all apart and picking the bones of that even more, let's suffice it to say that happened and was controversial, that house show. Uh, with Alexa and Sasha. Then, of course, we move to Greatest Royal Rumble and all of the... The... B- bruhaha. There we go. Brouhaha. All the bruhaha and the hubbub and the ballyhoo. The gruffle. And the kerfuffle. The surrounding... That show should have really taught a lesson. Again, it all comes down to how many zeros are on the check, and because Vince McMahon is accepting those checks, that's who's in charge. Of course. But come on. In light of all of the surrounding, the, the supposed assassination and butchering of a Saudi national in the Saudi consulate in Istanbul, Turkey, uh, a man who was uh, deserving and under the protection of the United States... Is Vince McMahon sincerely planning on taking his three-ring circus back to Saudi
0: Arabia right now? Apparently so, Darren. Apparently so. Apparently so. Well, I mean, it's, it's a footnote because you went on to the worst reason possible why they should not go back to Saudi Arabia. But, I mean, even at Greatest Royal Rumble, there was a, uh, a, a promo... For Ronda Rousey wrestling and, and that was enough for them to be like whoa what is this what is this on your on your screen is a woman is a woman fighting what's going on uh like that that's basically it but that they got into a lot of trouble just for that just having a Ronda Rousey promo
1: you know and this is not the time or place um not that there isn't a time and a place for it but this isn't it to deconstruct our personal feelings on religion Uh, Specifically one particular religion and even more specifically how that religion is intertwined with governmental practices and how that complicates that government's interaction with the other governments of the world and how that further complicates global uh, interdependent economics. But it does. Right. That's exactly what it does. Because Ronda Rousey's in a commercial in Saudi Arabia. I mean, this is not an international incident, folks. The murder of the journalist. That, however,
0: is an international incident. That right. is
1: an international incident. And yet Vince McMahon wants to fly in the face of that. We have praised and criticized Vince McMahon from week to week. Our positions have changed for 104 weeks now. And yet, I will not stand by and defend McMahon simply making a buck. There can be other ins and outs to it. There can be other aspects of this argument. But I will not defend him simply doing it to make a buck. I don't like it.
0: So I'm making a buck.
1: I don't. He's making lots of bucks,
0: Terry. True
1: true he's not making the young bucks
0: well it's, it's not, they're
1: making it just fine
0: right 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 it, it, it's not that like this deal will give him so much money that it will like save the you know wwe or something like that this is just more money for his very large i assume piggy bank i assume it's like scrooge mcduck and he he <laughs> jumps off a diving board into a giant pile of gold coins, which would kill him. Well, it, it
1: would, <laughs> but I'm convinced of that as well. That has to be the majority of what Titan Towers is because what else is filling up that gigantic building? Right. They cannot be that many employees yeah, no, it's all working. All, it's floors, <laughs> floors uh, two through seven are all just money. All right, so here's the issue. Uh, as we sit down to record tonight... Uh, we are beyond the deadline in which the U.S. State Department uh, was supposedly going to have, uh, now that they've taken control of the matter... Yeah, they're, they're intervening. Because they're intervening. Is, the
0: U.S. government is involved in this decision.
1: And uh, whatever decision they made was supposed to come down to Vince. Vince was supposed to make some sort of private statement, I assume, to the shareholders, to his roster, to his production team, because... They're just a few days away from having to fly millions of dollars worth of equipment or at least go over and rent million dollars of equipment and uh, orchestrate how to put it together to put on this stadium show. They're just days away. And yet, regardless of what Vince heard and what Vince said, nothing, nothing has been made public. Now, maybe by the time you're listening to this, dear listeners, something has been made public, but do understand that as of this recording, we have have passed the deadline. The decision that the U.S. State Department made in its intervention of whether or not WWE should perform crown jewel in Saudi Arabia, uh, there is no official word. There is is simply no release on this matter. Uh, We do know that John Cena... And Daniel Bryan have withdrawn their names from the show. They are refusing to participate. I assume that means they're refusing to travel. I don't know, other than they're John Cena and Daniel Bryan, I don't know on what grounds they feel uh, secure in doing this. Again, other than they are who they are. Um, But I feel like Daniel Bryan is, is a little less untouchable than he might believe. John Cena can pretty much do as he pleases. I'll I'll accept that. I don't know that Daniel Bryan truly
0: can call his own shots. I think Daniel Bryan wins either way. Um, If he stays, he's still wrestling and he's paid very well. If he leaves, he won't be paid as well, but he's going to wrestle. You know, all people that he wants to wrestle the way he wants to wrestle. So it's a win-win situation for Daniel Bryan. John Cena could probably do whatever he wants. Um,
1: Now another one that's interesting though is Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan has made it clear he will be at Crown Jewel. Oh my god. How very un-Hulk
0: Hogan of Hulk Hogan.
1: So I really don't understand uh, what a real American is going to go do uh, in the Saudi desert against
0: Hogan. Hogan, that's just bad politics. That's that's not smart wrestling tactics. Like if that- you want if you want everyone to be like, hell yeah, Hulk Hogan. A guy who is struggling for any positive press at this point. You say, "You know what, brother? I'm not going over there. Got that? No good, Saddam." And he'll go into all that. Obviously, not Saddam in this case. But you no, know no, I mean. no.
1: Well, he is very seriously dead. But also, uh, has Hulk Hogan gotten so used to bad press that now he'll <laughs> take any press? Right, but between the Gawker trial, Bubba the Love Sponge, the the thermos penis, uh, the sex tape, uh, all of that, Gremlins two, a new batch, <laughs> because of all of that, is he just like whatever? What you know? <laughs> What's the worst thing that happen, brother? He's like, oh no! He's like, all right, dude. So I'm going to go to Saudi Arabia. All right, brother. And the the, the, the new the cameras are going to be on the Hulkster, dude. <laughs> You're gonna spray. Don't spew Sprite Zero. I might all over spew me.
0: Sprite Zero over the microphone. Uh you know, I can see him doing that. <laughs> that's so stupid. I love it.
1: And uh, you know, that's why we love wrestling. Is because stupid people do make stupid decisions, and the cameras are on them. And we get to talk about it. The camera's gonna be on Hulk Hogan. The camera's gonna be on the WWE. If on November second, on that Friday. They try and pull off this wrestling program Uh that, again, I know that you have made the invite wrestlers literally over to your backyard for your birthday party. <laughs> and that's what this is. Right, right. This is that joke to the nth degree. Right. But it's become an international incident. It's it truly a-
0: has it has? It's a very interesting story, and and I don't think we've really like covered a story so uh, fervently as uh, this. Maybe like the whole like Billy Corgan TNA Impact Wrestling bit, but this this seems to be ongoing. But it has to come to a head because we're reaching that crown jewel deadline, Darren. But at this point, it's sad to say all we know is we don't know. So hopefully next week this will reach a uh, a, a conclusion. We'll tell you guys what happened. I'm sure. I mean, this is hitting the news. Like people who watch CNN, oh, yeah. Fox News, they they know about this. My mom was like, "So what's this thing about Saudi Arabia at WWE?" I was like, "Well, mom, if you listen to my goddamn show, <laughs> um, that's sort of what happened." But anyway, um, so it's it's it didn't happen anything like that, did it? It happened exactly like that, actually. Oh, uh, so that that's that. But no, we'll we'll find out more what's going on. You'll probably know before we can tell you next week. But just in case you don't know. Uh, We'll probably have an answer for you uh, on the next episode. But you know what, folks? One show that is going off, probably without a hitch. It's the first woman-only pay-per-view. Only women. No dudes. Only those X chromosomes, baby. Uh, We're talking about Evolution.
1: Evolution is not a mystery. In fact, it is spelled out. It is black and white. It is on your WWE Network this Sunday, the 28th of October... Evolution! The culmination of the Divas Revolution, the women's evolution. This is the, 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 uh, the, the uh, I almost said the crown jewel, uh, which, which it definitely <laughs> is not. This, this is like a survivor series of, uh, <laughs> this is the pinnacle of women's wrestling in the WWE, which of course WWE is the pinnacle of. Of professional wrestling, like So it or not, here we have here we have the culmination of years of work, and I think the card is going to reflect that. Now the card is not quite as uh, crystal clear as we would like it. I know that one thing that's very confusing is the fact that <laughs> is most of it. Well, right. the matchups for sure. Um, I know the fact that there will be yet another battle royal, which means we've now had. Three in one year. Between the first ever Women's Royal Rumble... This is a battle royal.
0: Very different from Uh, a Royal
1: Rumble. It's not very different, Royal
0: Rumble, you know, a a new competitor reaches the ring every 30 seconds to to 2 minutes... Uh, a battle royal, all women are already in the ring when the match begins. I know that, I'm but it is it to, sort I'm of... explaining a- it to hashtag dear listeners who might be wondering what the difference between a battle royal and a royal rumble is. Darren... Well,
1: I'm sure they're very thankful for that. They
0: are very thankful.
1: And that's why there's two of us, right? One of us couldn't possibly do this show by ourselves.
0: Well, we argued last week that one could because we know what each... We know what the other one's going to...
1: Have for dinner.
0: Say. Oh. Say. Say. What you want. But don't play games. So we know... That was a reference to Sir Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson's song, Say, Say, Say. Of course it is. Okay, well, don't don't, don't no-sell my Say, Say, Say reference. I would
1: never no-sell your Say, Say, Say reference. Thank you. Uh, Because Sir Paul McCartney and the late, great, king of pop Michael Jackson... Now, that is a tag team if i've ever heard of one <laughs> right right between say 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 and the girl is mine i mean those
0: are two of the top hits of the of the decade of the 1980s so well, I'm talking about drama between two individuals look look up the old look up the old heat between paul mccartney and michael jackson there there's a tag team breakup oh.
1: that that, uh, that that's
0: the rockers that's, It is. that's Janetti goat it, being put it, through the the barbershop <laughs> <laughs> window by michael's all over so to speak. So to speak. But anyway, Evolution.
1: Evolution. Okay. Um, I, I, I sincerely wish we didn't have a Battle Royal on this show. Because, even though there is a distinct difference between a Battle Royal and the Royal Rumble, we also had the Battle Royal at WrestleMania. So this makes the third Battle Royale-style match with women, with returning women, and with NXT and featuring NXT women in a calendar year after we've pretty much never seen it before, it it's really losing some of its specialness.
0: I understand your apprehension. Um but the thing is they wanna get they wanna they wanna get every woman they can that that is still active to be on this show. They want to hit every niche every nook and try to get as many people to watch this thing as possible. So I for that agree. reason that reason I get it. Though I mean the battle royal is very like, sorry guys, we didn't have room for all of you, so we'll put you all in this one big match, you know. That 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 is such a that is such a I hate the expression, but throwing you know, throwing people to bone. You know what I mean? Sure. Like there's only one there's one way to get Kelly Kelly on the card, but get a battle royal together. So I, I understand that they want to get all hands on deck. They want to include as many women as possible. And
1: here's the thing. Stephanie
0: McMahon, who has stolen Barry Horowitz's gimmick by patting <laughs> herself on the back, um, you know, wants to say that she did this. She got all these women involved. And it's great. It's, it's great for all these women who can all say they were at this thing. And they participated in this thing. It doesn't mean that the, the specialness has been taken out of the match itself. Because we have seen it a couple times by this point. That is very true. But I understand why they're doing it. Of course I understand why they're doing this it. This right here, this is the We Are Family. This is the, the the Fest match, the Fest show where there's a thousand people booked for it. I get it, man.
1: I know, I know. And then here's the the, the 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 worst reality of it in terms of refuting my point refuting my own point. I'm sure I'll enjoy it. Oh yeah. It's not like I can sit here and say the hey, special. Hey, remember her. Like hey, I can remember. say sit here and say the specialness is gone, and yet I'm still gonna pop. You know when that when I see that ring filled up with people that I haven't seen in a long time they're they're touting over fifty people
0: I mean it won't be as good as Royal Women's Royal Rumble because that was like oh wow oh they brought her back like that was so interesting to see who who just came to that curtain uh that's true, but I
1: almost feel like we might see more well, we have to by default see well more. that's true yeah but who like who are we getting legitimate surprises with? for this evolution. I don't want to show. know. I want
0: to be surprised.
1: That's yeah. what I'm saying. Who yeah. who who are we going to have? Who are going to be those surprises? You'll have to watch Sunday to find out.
0: That's right. And
1: uh, I am very excited to be watching it on Monday. We will not <laughs> <laughs> We will not be able I to see it. I can't wait. I'll see it later. I can't wait except that I'm going to wait. Right. Because we will be live at the Fest 17 for fast wrestling's we are family, too. We will not be watching Evolution as it airs live on the WWE
0: Network. But you know, folks, we will be covering it, and we will give you our full review on the next episode, because uh, that's what we do. We call it right down the middle. Here on The Whole Ref and Show, the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. So, Evolution's going to be pretty interesting. We look forward to watching it. Uh, can't wait to see what it's all about. But one thing going on this weekend for sure, as we mentioned earlier, The Fest... Uh, We got to talk about We Are Family 2, and let's do just that. This Sunday, October 28th, in downtown Gainesville, Florida, at the Fest 17, we're going to be treated to Fest Wrestling We Are Family 2. And man, oh man, oh man, to say this card is stacked is an understatement. We have well over 50 wrestlers participating, Darren.
1: We Are Family also? We are
0: family also. Ah, we are fest family. I, th- I think they ran out of, uh, of of cutesy, funny, like, you know, we had uh, Love is a Battlefield 2, Electric Boogaloo, and we had uh, Bring Your Mom 2, T-O-O. Now they're just like, yeah, second one, just get here. <laughs> just, just buy a <laughs> ticket, just get here. Uh, we are family too, man, this, this is a huge... Huge, huge card! So many people on it. A lot, a lot, a lot of new faces. Very, very new to me. A lot of fest favorites as well on this one. Um, and it's man, it's 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 hard to it's hard to pick favorites because there are so many favorites involved in this show.
1: This show, this wrestling show, this fest wrestling show, is uh, indicative of what the fest is all about. This is truly. The Fest wrestling version of what The Fest is about. I mean, you don't put on a punk rock festival with 400 or more bands and expect every single band to be top of the charts or to be uh, having posters on everybody's walls. No, this is an opportunity to see and be seen. This is an opportunity to be showcased. Hell, you and I, the whole reference show live at the Fest 16 in October of 2017. That was an opportunity for us to be showcased. Absolutely. Did I, you know, I like to think it's a feather in our cap that we did perform alongside Colt Cabana
0: and Chris Gethard. We were just, again, an attendance for the Fest. We were a part of the Fest 16. Absolutely. But at the time... Did
1: we necessarily feel that we were on par with those fellows? In terms of our how we appreciate our own product, sure. But in terms of in t- our... In terms
0: of Dollar Shave Club ads, no. No, exactly.
1: <laughs> and that's the difference. Do all of these uh, 400 bands in Ybor City and in Gainesville, do they all have uh, equal Dollar Shave Club ads? No, they don't. <laughs> So are all 50 of these wrestlers going to have equal dollar Shave club ads that are performing this Sunday at We are family 2? No. no no they're not. but
0: here's a chance.
1: But here here's is your, your chance, chance
0: to get your dollar Shave club ad. And I and know that
1: we said it last year and uh, I'll say it again. Tony Weinbender is in the business of giving out chances And all he does is reap the benefits of being wise with his choices. He, he knows talent when he sees it, whether we're talking about music, comedy, podcasting, or pro wrestling. And uh, I think that we are living proof of that.
0: Oh, I think so, too. We are very successful. Those Dollar Shave Club ads, they're on the way, folks. <laughs> they are on the way. Darren, uh, we, we built it up enough. I mean, it, it is the show to see if you're on the fence about seeing a fest show. Come to this one, folks. It's going to have the biggest audience, definitely the biggest audience. Um, It's going to be really, really fun. These wrestlers are going to have a lot of energy to feed off of from that fest wrestling crowd. Have you
1: ever felt like a sardine? Here's your opportunity (laughs) if you have not.
0: See, when you say that, it's going to make people not want to go. No, Uh, everybody wants
1: to be a sardine.
0: Everybody wants to be a sardine. Uh, So let's get right into this, man. It's it's a, a lot of meat on this show, we'll say. Certain uh, things off with a four-way tag team match. Not, last... not,
1: not a vegan Superman is there. No, no, he... no, there won't be a lot of meat Well, oh, He wasn't
0: there last time. But we all, <laughs> we all know about that. Uh, four-way tag team match. Not the last time you hear me say that uh, on this one. Uh, Fabulous Fitness—they're making their debut at Fest Wrestling versus the Beach Bums, also making their debut as well. They be taking on the Metro Brothers, who have a couple of shows under their belt, and the Coda. We saw Fabulous Fitness in the
1: crowd at the last Fest Wrestling show. Well, you
0: did! I was not there.
1: Uh, that's but right. I'm sure I would have seen them if well, I. Well, the, you know the uh, the Royal Week. right? Right. right. The right. editorial, uh, the Beach Bums, uh, we actually saw on the screen. I saw them at the beach. They they, they shot that's a promo and uh, and it. sent it in to prep everybody for their impending arrival here at We Are Family too. The Metro Brothers, we have seen wrestle in St. Augustine for Fest Wrestling. And The Coda. I mean, The Coda, there are a couple of demon daddies that are dear to our hearts. Hashtag demon shit. And I am really stoked to see The Coda uh, pretty much wipe the mat with these six other fellas. Ooh. Uh, it is, it's, it's four corners, right? Or, or is this a eight-man oh, tag? Oh, God.
0: Who, it, it's a four-way tag team match. So okay. So it's God, very, God knows what kind of configuration this is. Probably it's going to be all hell. Okay, so they haven't loose. they
1: haven't put uh, the Coda with the Metro Brothers.
0: No, no, this is this is every man for himself. Every tag team, I should say, for himself.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I hope it's not every man for himself. I don't want to see any uh, any division <laughs> here with the Coda. But <laughs> right, right. Uh, I am excited about this match because I'm really excited just to see the Coda returning to a Fest wrestling ring and fresh faces. I mean, I know that's how we opened up this segment, but fresh faces are what it's all about. The opportunities that Fest Wrestling gives. You know, who is going to become a Fest favorite after their first appearance? You know, there's, there's always that likelihood. That's one of the coolest things about a Fest Wrestling show. Two or three familiar faces at your average show. Who's going to come back? Who's going to stick around? Who's going to move up that Fest ladder and how fast? You never know. But this well, is my way more, match, Darren. So I don't know. This is way more than <laughs> it's
0: not this,
1: <laughs> this is way more than two or three fresh faces. All these fresh faces. They can't all come back. So this this is a uh,
0: make or break opportunity for a lot of these these. These uh, these wrestlers Absolutely And hopefully these fresh faces Won't be black and blue By the end of the match uh, Best of luck to everyone The Kota's say- faces
1: Will be a little black But that's just because They smear black shit On their faces Okay fair <laughs> enough, fair enough.
0: Has- Hashtag black shit On the faces Um the next match is a fatal five-way match. Suge D making his return to Fest Wrestling, taking on... What 80s classic is he, uh, entrance music is he going to come out to? One way to find out. Will we get a Thriller Dance repeat this Ooh. year? Uh, Ethan Case also uh, coming in here, making his debut at Fest Wrestling. Snoop Strikes. Uh, Kevin Koo making a comeback to Fest Wrestling. And uh, Jamie Senegal. The very athletic, uh, very uh, very fancy feat work of uh, Jamie Senegal, I always appreciate.
1: Yeah, Jamie Senegal, a real Stretch Armstrong. Oh, uh, Seemingly indestructible. Um, so <laughs> much we'll, like Stretch Armstrong. Much like Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless, of course, you take uh, a knife, so keep your knives oh, away from the. Why would Jamie you even so. say that? Oh, man. Well, because Fest has gotten a little too friendly with the thumbtacks, and... Thumbtacks would be devastating to Stretch Armstrong.
0: I think well, la- I think last year it was actually a bottle caps uh, that Teddy Sigma got powerbombed ooh, into that's a bottle. Right. Yeah. Well,
1: that's his own fault. He brought them. That's true. That's true. But but I
0: uh, I, I got to no, think. No, I'm, I'm sure he had a lot of fun making that sack of bottle caps. <laughs> <laughs> Did a bit of the boozy there. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm excited about that match. That's gonna be it's gonna be kind of cool. Uh, hopefully, Kevin Koo will get to stay away from Trip Cassidy's mouthpiece. Oh, uh, well,
0: yeah, you explained that to me last time. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I mean uh, I'm looking forward to this, and it's that's a cool thing is I, I typically would kind of pick who like uh, who who could potentially win the match or whatever, but. There are so many people involved and so many unknowns, so many wild cards, it's really impossible to say. But
1: And I mean, there's a lot of people that, when you say unknown, with a card this size, with independent talent uh, in this abundance... There's, there's true unknowns here.
0: Absolutely. I have not. <laughs> literal unknowns. That's what I mean. I have know. not. And it's not to yeah. say that, it's
1: not to say they are unknown to everyone. Right, right. They may have their followings. I'm sure they do have their followings. And hell, after Sunday, I may be the president of some of these people's fan club. Right. That's how independent wrestling works. You show up not knowing somebody, you leave their biggest fan.
0: Right. And, and but, I mean,
1: but in fairness, I can't call this match... I've never seen Snoop Strikes before. Right. I just haven't, and that is no reflection on Snoop Strikes. <laughs>
0: so you're making it personal with Snoop Strikes. No, I'm really not, because I'm I could name there. other
1: names too. Right. But that's just an example. It won't be the last.
0: Right. I mean, but if I had to pick one, Jamie Senegal, I'm a I'm a fan of Jamie. So.
1: Well, if we're picking who we want to win, sure. <laughs> of course, I'm picking Jamie.
0: Right. Right. But right.
1: I can't. Uh, I can't uh, definitively. Uh, professionally make an educated choice when there are combatants I've never even
0: seen perform. I understand. Uh, how about this one? Six-man tag action. Beastly, Milo Beasley, and Space Monkey. <laughs> Tagging... <laughs> gave you a chuckle there. That did. That Tagging was. against... Oh, wait, I'm not done yet. Tagging against Man Scout Jake Manning, uh, Veda Scott, and Caleb Conley.
1: Oh, man. So this is... Who do you want to hug? And who is just a big old bag of stank? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, who do I want to hug? Well, I always want to hug Beastly. Of course. Uh, much like Dakota, he's going to smear black shit on his face. But Right, right,
0: right. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll hug Beastly if he's wearing a t-shirt, because that is a very hairy individual.
1: Milo Beasley, I mean, come on. We share a last name. What? How could I possibly not love the fella? And Space Monkey, I still... Uh, I think about when my I, when my baby brother was born. Uh, you know, typically uh, newborns are given teddy bears. And, and, and my younger brother was given a teddy bear, but not the day he was born. The day he was born, he was given this monkey, this pet monkey. And it was a very strange monkey. It had, like... You know, it was furry, but it had, like, a plastic face and plastic hands. Right. And, like, you could fit the... The monkey's thumbs in its mouth. I've I've had one of those, sure. Okay, well, I got i I was ten years old, and I got much. I had much more fun playing with that than the infant, than the, the newborn. The newborn. <laughs> why don't you who, appreciate uh, this, you
0: you newborn?
1: And and I swear, I think that's why I like Space Monkey so much. Is he reminds me of that toy? Because here's the deal. Um. Uh. Uh, mind your kayfabe here, folks, but Space Monkey is actually a man. What? I don't... I Believe it or not, I don't know what his name is. <laughs> but Space Monkey, to the best of my knowledge, is a man, and yet I sincerely believe I'm looking at a monkey who is or was a part of a space program. Hey, perception is reality. And that is the reality is... That's a huggable wrestling monkey, space monkey.
0: Right. So I'm
1: pulling for any team that he's on.
0: That's absolutely a a wacky trio, especially the three of them combined. Uh, But when you have someone like Man Scout Jake Manning, who, who, eh, penchant for for wackiness. Uh, But Veda Scott's pretty no-nonsense. Caleb Conley is definitely no-nonsense. Also, Veda Scott making her return to Fest Wrestling. She has been suspiciously absent. For months and months and months, it's nice to have Veda Scott back. A little weird that she's not with Jason Cade, but not in a well, bad I, way. And I was going to say... Not like, a bad way.
1: Yeah, I was going to say about Veda Scott, like, say what you will about Jason Cade hating Fest, At least he shows up.
0: He, Where he has Veda up. been? He, even when he's been banned and barred from the ringside, he still shows up. Veda, though, who knows, man? Uh, gotta follow that plaid trail... Uh, to find Veda. Where well, yeah, he, I think where in the world is Carmen Diego with Veda <laughs> Scott there? But I think that that I think that team is a big bag of stank. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to be an entertaining match. I think this might be one of the more entertaining matches of the night. I mean, I'm not saying that these guys can't also wrestle, but this this is going to be wild. To oh, watch.
1: it's going to be so much There's fun.
0: one person dressed up like a monkey, for God's sake, and one dressed up like a, a Boy Scout, for fuck's sake. So. A
1: Man Scout, please? A Man
0: Scout, if you will. And he's not dressed up like a monkey. He is a monkey. Correct. I, I stand corrected. Another four-way tag team match. Told you I'd say it again. The Monster Squad. I'm told it's not the Universal film. Uh, the Monster Squad oh. uh, taking on grits. That is G R I T. Uh, taking on the... so it's
1: not grits. It's it's singular. It's sing-
0: apparently it's singular.
1: So it's a it's a, it's one ground kernel of
0: corn. But but it is an acronym. Um, and the Gymnasty Boys, former oh. former FEST wrestling tag team champion, inaugural FEST tag team champions. Uh, We love to see them, of course. We also love to see this team right here, Darren. Tech. Tech, yes! T-E-C-H, also an acronym. I was hoping it'd be Grit vs. Tech in an acronym. fact. We we did not (laughs) get to see Tech at the
1: last show. That's the first show, the the last Fest Wrestling show. The second anniversary bash was the first show we've not seen Tech. I didn't know what to do.
0: Most importantly, will we see Jim Sherbert? Hashtag... talking Jim Sherbert.
1: Hashtag, where's Jim Sherbert?
0: <laughs> the one-man chant, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so this should be interesting Uh, Grit those are some big bad dudes Uh, that's a little worrisome for the other tag teams involved. the monster squad though they don't look like they don't look like harmless kittens they look like pretty rough and tough dudes Gymnasty Boys we know what they're all about for God's sake come on White Mike Timmy Lou Retton they're all
1: about them yams they're all
0: about them yams
1: and they're all about victories this is a dominant tag team
0: absolutely and Tech Tech can sneak in and get the win from out from underneath you they'll pull that rug out from underneath you they've done it before right exactly Exactly, Mike, Trevor Reed. They can get the job done.
1: Tech wins matches at, that you don't see coming.
0: That's true.
1: Well, they they enter matches a little bit under the radar, and when the bell rings at the end, they're the ones standing tall. Absolutely. So uh, they've done it before, and like you said, they will do it again. Will they do it this Sunday? I don't know. There, there's a lot of stiff competition. I'm, I'm I got to pull for the gymnasties though. I, I just gotta.
0: Oh, Mister! This is for coming from Mister Tech over here. I
1: know I'm Mister Tech, but I I, I might be Mister
0: Tech, but I'd be happy to be Mrs. White Mike. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I'm gonna pull with the Gymnasty Boys as well. You might notice we're pulling for uh, a lot of Fest regulars here, guys. Uh, that's no coincidence. We got more six man tag coming up. Tag team action. The Carneys, this time with Trip Cassidy. What? So Trip Cassidy gets his dream that the Carnies are all booked together in one match.
1: Trip Cassidy gets his dream, which means we get our dream. We get our dream. So but it's
0: all three Carnies together.
1: We wanted this before we even knew it was possible. Do you remember that? <laughs> right, right, right. Before right. we knew that Trip Cassidy ever tagged with these guys anywhere. We begged for the Carnies to be a bigger faction. And so I am really stoked. When that music hits, mm-hmm. whoa, when that music hits and those three dudes come out together, you know, you've got your, your freak show, your ringmaster, and your clown. And, oh,
0: man. as well, a bearded lady. All you bearded ladies out there <laughs> sending your resumes to the
1: they Carnies. Need, you know what they need? They need an organ grinder, and then you can have Space Monkey jumping up and down. Oh my God! Stop booking
0: the show. It's not your show. It writes itself. You're not Tony. It writes itself. Uh, They got some stiff competition though, because they got to go up against Desmond Xavier, Myron Reed, and Darius Lockhart. Whoa! It's been a while since we've seen Desmond Xavier around Fest Wrestling. I'm looking forward to seeing him in action once again.
1: Yeah, they're winning. I mean, you said stiff <laughs> competition, but that's insurmountable.
0: Okay, well, that nothing more to be said about that. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> some singles action. There are a couple of singles matches I on this it. night. <laughs> this one I'm really looking forward to. It is Holla Dead, Frenemy of the oh. Show, versus Ariel Monroe. Ariel Monroe we just saw in the Mae Young Classic 2. you Boogaloo, I guess. Um, so, looking forward to seeing her back at Fest Wrestling once more.
1: Yeah, this is sort of a, a comeback match because we saw. Don't Holl- call it a comeback. <laughs> tagged with Kiara Hogan uh, to take on Ariel Monroe and Leva Bates at Bring Your Mom Too, and now that that heat has carried over. You know how I remember that. How I remember that match so vividly.
0: When Ariel Monroe fell into your father's arms? Yes, okay, as a matter of fact, as
1: Holiday had beaten the snot out of Ariel Monroe, <laughs> Air, Ariel stumbled out of the ring and collapsed into my father's arms uh, and asked him if he would please call her mother to tell her where she was. I'm excited to see this. We've been afraid of Holodead For 18 months now.
0: Still terrified of her. I
1: I will never not be terrified of her. She is a walking, waking nightmare.
0: Absolutely. And obviously, Fest Wrestling, Tony Wemeter, putting a lot of stock invested in her because you might recall she had one of the very few singles matches at last year's We Are Family when she fought uh, Rachel Elring and an awesome match. So we're looking forward to this one. We know what Holland is capable of. Errol Monroe as well. And uh, may the best... Uh, I say lady, but I don't know what you would call holiday. I'm not sure if uh, I could use that term for her. Uh, may the best female win in this case, absolutely. Um, beyond that, we have a fans-bring-the-party weapons match. C.J. O'Doyle taking on Aria Blake. A lot of unfinished business here. Um, what you, I hope C.J. O'Doyle is finished with Aria Blake. Aria Blake, I know, is not finished. Uh, with C.J. O'Doyle, this uh, this feud's been heating up for quite a few shows now. It's uh, built up to a nice little story here, and you believe these two have got some genuine heat at this point.
1: I certainly believe it. When I see Arya Blake, I see her seeing red. Right. And I'm not talking about her hair getting in her eyes. I'm talking <laughs> about what she sees any time C.J. O'Doyle.
0: Is in her vicinity or even mentioned? It's like when the bride sees uh, one of her targets and uh, kill Bill. That I couldn't have said it better myself. Well, there you go.
1: And I think C.J. O'Doyle is in trouble in a singles match. Uh, all gender aside. The fact that C.J. O'Doyle is, is built about three, like Aria, about Blakes. three Aria Blakes yeah, yeah. in a straight-up wrestling match that stayed a singles match and stayed fair, C.J. O'Doyle would probably re-injure Aria Blake. That's, that, is, that is reality. That's physics. Right. But, in a fans-bring-the-weapon match, l- not only levels the playing field, I'm pretty sure the fans, and maybe even some people uh, on the roster are going to keep things out of the hands of C.J. O'Doyle right. and make sure Arya has the most effective, dastardly, and terrifying <laughs> weapon. Give her the samurai sword. And, uh, Speaking so, of the bribe, I, I will say, if I'm C.J. O'Doyle, I would be afraid. I would be very afraid.
0: Yeah, I don't think a lot of people are going to really give too much to benefit C.J. O'Doyle. They might give him some pillows, um, to hit Aria Blake <laughs> with. Because uh, they want to see Aria KO CJ O'Doyle. Fo show, sure. I'm going to pull for Aria on that one. Best of luck to Aria Blake on that one. Sorry, CJ. You're a punk. You're a jerk. To that poor woman. Uh, but Aria's no uh, no pushover. She's definitely going to come out of her corner swinging. Uh, another singles match. The only other singles match on the card. It's going to be a doozy, folks. Simon Grimm. Formerly Simon Gotch of WWE. Uh, the vaude villains, of course, uh, vaude villains fame, taking on Matt Cross, Matt Cross, the indie darling, Matt Cross, uh, friend of the show, friend of the show, fan of big fan of his, uh, big fan of both these guys. This is going to be a good match.
1: This is going to be an excellent match. Um, I'm uh, on a side note. I'm, I'm anxious to see when Simon Grimm, when and if he decides to revert simply to being Simon Gotch. Apparently, he now owns the name oh, nice. WWE. Let the um, trademark expire and now Simon was able to get the name and I know that he wrestles as Simon Gotch in MLW he continues to be booked in Fest as well as other organizations as Simon Grimm there doesn't seem to be a lot of difference between the characters of Simon Gotch and Simon Grimm Uh, the the key difference in MLW being that they really really play up his uh, MMA training by putting him on uh, Team Filthy they're supporting Tom Lawler in uh, Major League Wrestling, but uh, other than that, he's not doing that much difference. So I'm curious to see what happens with the name. But regardless of the name, uh, as he takes on Matt Cross, the crowd is in for a fight. They are in for uh, you know I, I'm I'm anxious to see if Simon tries to match uh, Matt Cross's uh, aerial maneuvering. That's not easy to do. It's not easy to do. As a matter of fact, I dare say. It will be impossible, oh, right? Um, which is not a slam on Simon, but a big praise of Matt.
0: But also, Simon Grimm is deceptively big.
1: He's bigger than you think he would be. He's much bigger. I The first time I saw Simon Grimm in person, yeah, you
0: mentioned that me, I yeah. was
1: shocked. Um, he's easily my height or taller, Right. and I would have never in a million years guessed that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would have thought Simon Grimm was a, a 5'10 at best. And, uh, but he's probably a solid 6'3", and he's beefy, and he is uh, muscular, he is strong, and uh, he, he has the kind of strength and the kind of knowledge that when he applies, holds, or executes, throws, they're, they're the type of effective uh, that makes him a good showman. They're also the type of effective that make him an ass kicker. I mean, there's something very, very authentic uh, about the the fighting style of Simon Grimm. Believable badass. Yeah, and when you put that up against Matt Cross, who, uh, we've said before, is THE daring young man on the flying trapeze, uh, this match is going to be out of this world. May, May be a match of the year
0: contender. Could be, could be. Uh, moving on, another six-man tag match. We have the Clover Clan making their debut at Fest Wrestling against, uh, well, not quite making the debut because of someone who's involved in Bruh, B R U H, also an acronym. Trisha Dora. Trisha Dora is making her way back to Fest Wrestling. We like her. Uh, she does some really great stuff in the past at Fest Wrestling. But bringing- and she's
1: making her way back to Fest Wrestling. <laughs>
0: yes. Um, so I, I, don't, I know I know she's she's great at what she does. Don't know about the two individuals she's brought with her, but looking forward to see uh, what everyone's bringing to the table here. Clover Clan, uh, very again mean, rough and tumble look. I like to see what this is all about. So this is a lot of unknowns in this one because I, I really know, only know Trisha Dora, and
1: I know that Fest is advertising it as a team that Trish herself has put together. Right. So obviously she knows what she's doing now. Whether or not this team. Uh, Has been, or not whether or not, we know they have not appeared at Fest, but regardless of what they may be able to do as a team and whether or not it's been proven, Trish supposedly knows something we do not. And uh, will it be enough to go over the Clover Clan? She probably knows a lot that we don't know. (laughs) She does. (laughs) She does. Uh, Because how could you hope to know anyone else? How could we know? I mean, have you ever been experienced?
0: Yes. I have. Moving on, we have a Wildcat Sports featured match uh, with Matt Lancy and Edgren Stone taking on Jay Spade and Boo Koo Dao. Man, I I know very little about any of these guys. Uh, very cool that they're getting this spotlight at Fest Wrestling. Uh, Tony Weinbitter, of course, is very uh, very good about bringing other federations in, other promotions in, giving them some love, uh, giving them a spotlight. As I just said. And uh, and that's totally what this is. Definitely want to give these guys a chance, see what they're all about. And they absolutely have a very big opportunity here to put their best feet forward. Yeah,
1: and and this is very much an example of what Tony Weinbender and Fest Wrestling was even before there was a Fest Wrestling. Back when there was just wrestling at... Fest. For those of you dear listeners who remember the episode in which we spoke at great length with Tony Weinbender about his life as a wrestling fan, his life as a wrestling promoter, his life as a music promoter, a festival promoter. Uh, We talked to to Tony about the earliest days of wrestling at Fest and how before there was a Fest wrestling organization, he would book certain matches and those matches typically would be a match organized by another organization or representative of another organization, but not just one. He would reach out to those independent wrestling federations in the region and have them all send uh, a crew or a matchup or a series of matchups to Gainesville to wrestle for fest in between uh Punk rock shows, and that was cool. Now, of course, that wasn't enough for Tony. He needed to turn it into his own wrestling organization, and he did. He did. And there's been no looking back by him, us, the Fest family, or the Fest roster. And that's because there shouldn't be. (laughs) And we absolutely love every second of it. But this match here, uh, this Wildcat Sports match, is uh, the, the embodiment of that spirit of what Fest wrestling was in its infancy, and what it should always be, which is, like you said, that opportunity to showcase uh, new talent and showcase others who are doing what Tony and the Fest family themselves want to do and have set out to do, and have been very successful in doing.
0: I agree with that completely. Uh, Speaking of uh, spotlighting new talent, uh, this next match is a great way to spotlight new talent. As well as uh, showcasing some, uh, say veterans, some people who've been around the block a couple times, so to speak. Uh, the PBR Wildman Cup match is going <laughs> down, and uh, these are always super, super entertaining. You never know who will show up. I um, almost
1: for- I'd almost forgotten about this. Match. Oh no, no,
0: no! How you could you I? Can't forget about that. Absolutely. No. Um, so, I mean, there's going to be at least 20 competitors involved in this, or typically are. We don't know a whole lot about it. We do know some of the names who are uh, who are signed on for it. Uh, that includes uh, Eric Cannon. Eric Cannon will be there, as well as Hot Dog Starks. Barrington Hughes, big man Barrington Hughes, is going to be involved making his Fest Wrestling debut. We knew it was only a matter of time. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart making her way back to Fest Wrestling. Savannah Evans coming back as well. Drennan, who I've heard is the absolute worst. uh, (laughs) You heard right. I heard correct. Uh, Bobby Orlando involved. And, of course, our personal favorite wrestler, the abominable CPA yes! is coming back to the I yes! Wild Makeup. Oh my god. That was probably the most I've ever laughed at a fest wrestling show. And there have been some great, very, very entertaining, very funny spots. The, <laughs> the abominable <laughs> CPA made me pop so hard. Oh my goodness.
1: Oh, yeah, I said, uh, beware this Sunday. You and I are going to pop like balloons (laughs) when the Abominable CPA comes out. I hope the dude brings merch because I want to buy all of it. I want want all the merch. Hashtag all all the merch. Hashtag all the Abominable CPA merch.
0: Hashtag all the Abominable CPA merch. Also, hashtag all the grilled cheeses, folks. Because the Ugly Ducklings are in action, they're coming in hot and heavy against Awaken. Quack. That's right, Lance Lude, Rob Killjoy, and the beloved Coach Mikey uh, taking on Awaken, the team of Leon Scott and Vandal. Wolf Taylor will be involved. He always is involved, even when he's not supposed to fucking be involved. Uh, He's always around. I don't know if he's better i feel like he's actually wrestled a couple matches here and there um, cuz he's always had well, a really serious leg injury and he's never
1: better he, than anything
0: he, he's good enough we'll say yeah he's good, good enough. enough at cutting hair he, he's a bad apple folks that's for sure all these men are uh, especially on Scott uh, doing some horrible things uh, and by that i mean wonderful things in mlw uh, so it, this is going to be this is going to be a good match i mean this 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 has been a long time coming for these two tag teams across paths like this.
1: These th- this is sort of like the Simon Grimm Matt Cross match. That's my that's my immediate reaction. Right. It, it is it is strength, it is brawn, it is glacial movement versus the frenetic, frenzied electrons uh, at hyper speed. Uh, When we're talking about the Ducks versus Awaken, it's two very, very different entities that are going to be trapped inside uh, four sets of ropes. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens when those two different entities collide? My, My vote? My vote is that Ducks fly together and Awaken... They can say what they want. You know, Wolf...
0: They will say what they want.
1: And they do. They always do. But Wolf Taylor has frequently said over the last uh, 60 days or so that there is no rift between anyone in Awaken, but I beg to differ. I think that there's a lot of bad blood. There's a lot of heat there. There's a lot of jealousy Wolf absolutely believes he needs to be wearing one of those tag belts around his waist, not simply being the head cheerleader for Leon and Vandal. Wolf wants to be part of that. Wolf doesn't want to be in the Freebirds. Wolf doesn't want to be in the New Day. Wolf doesn't want to be in Sanity. Wolf wants to be a tag team champion alongside long-term, long-time buddy Leon Scott. And Vandal took that away from him. Not deliberately, you know. Injury took Wolf out of the position. Right. Vandal stepped up to the opportunity. Vandal did what it took to bring that belt to awaken.
0: I mean, mean, Leon Scott's very lucky to have that uh, the tag team partner in Vandal. By the way, he is. Vandal has done some very impressive stuff over the last five or six Fest wrestling shows. Not to mention coming off the the balcony on several occasions as well. Um, oh, to so, stretch
1: Armstrong, uh, Jamie Senegal.
0: Well, there, there you go. Um, so, I mean, Leon Scott definitely has a. <laughs> he's got a friend in Vandal. <laughs> um, but man, Leon Scott's sheer size alone is going to put the Ducks at a disadvantage. But the Ducks have been down before, and they've uh, roasted the occasion because ducks fly together. They do. Hashtag ducks do quack. fly together. Quack, quack, quack. 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 So. A lot of uh, a lot of unknowns in this match, folks. How low will Awaken stoop to keep the gold around the waists? Uh, and how high will the ducks fly uh, when the opportunity comes for that gold? One way to find out, folks. This will be a great match. Again, they're all great matches, and uh, this great match coming up here—the the main event of the evening for the Fest Wrestling Championship title known around the world. It has been defended in other countries, folks. Your champion, our champion, the golden boy of grab-ass, Effie, will defend that championship against Saive Al-Sabah, Jason Cade, and Serpentico in a fatal four-way match. Can Effie hold on to that belt when you have these three snakes, and one very literally a snake, El Serpentico, uh, <laughs> coming for that title? That's tough. That stuff I, I don't I don't I'm not I'm not going to put Saib Al Sabah in the same boat as uh, Jason K and Serpentico, who will do dastardly deeds to get the job done. Because Saieb Al Sabah I, I think he is a man who who, uh, who who likes to earn respect and he he goes the high road which I appreciate. I'm sure Effie appreciates it. But this is not two on two. This is every man for himself. So Saib, if he sees the opportunity he will absolutely take it. Jason K and Serpintico we absolutely know what they'll do to win a match. So it's, it's tough. Can Effie hold on?
1: Well, everything that we've heard out of Effie, whether he's saying it in the ring following a match, whether he's saying it in a promo, a tweet, or an appearance on the whole and show, everything we've heard out of the mouth of Effie or off the keyboard of Effie regarding Saeed Al-Sabah after their first encounter has been a glowing, a glowing endorsement of Saeed Al-Sabah as a wrestler, as a performer, as a man. Um, It seems like Effie's turned into Saeed Al-Sabah's biggest fan. He, He appreciates what he does inside and outside the ring, the way he carries himself, the way he does business, the way he fights, the way he lifts others up. I mean, I didn't expect Effie to become Saeed's biggest fan. I thought Effie might see a little more eye-to-eye with Saive afterward, but this has been one drastic turnaround. Now, is it a long con, or is it a, a, a burgeoning tag team? I mean, there's a lot of love there, and it seems that Saive is returning it at least a little bit. So that is a complicated matter, is these newfound friends are going to finally get the opportunity to battle it out again with the belt on the line. Now, the the problem is those other two, those two snakes, and, and they're not even united, and that's what makes it troublesome. It'd be one thing if they were one two-headed snake, but they are two completely different entities, two completely different motivations, two different thought processes, and... I see the threat posed by Cade and Serpentico as being, in combination, even if they're not in unison, uh, just the the dual threat and then the wild card of uh, Saeed al Al-Sabah. I would totally believe that Effie could lose this match. And that hurts me to say that.
0: Well, that's the thing. Effie doesn't have to lose the match. Any of them can lose the match and therefore lose the title for Effie. Oh, See, that's even worse. That's even worse. I mean, F- Effie's best chance is that, you know, Serpentico and, and Jason Cade uh, are two snakes who maybe have an Ouroboros effect where they eat each other. Um, while <laughs> while Effie, Effie and Saif kind of get the job done because these are all four capable wrestlers. They're all credible threats. They're all believable champions. Any one of these people could have that belt, you know, could represent Fest Wrestling and, and walk away with that title. And that's just the way it is. I mean, I want to say may the best man win, but, you know, I got to pull for our boy, hashtag best friend of the show, Effie, of course. Oh, yeah, I
1: want, I hope, I hope beyond hope that Effie is able to retain the
0: Fest Wrestling World Championship here. Absolutely, I'm just saying it's a huge task. It is a very huge task. However, Saeed Vassabal walks away with that belt, and he wins at the fairway. Totally great for him. Much respect to him. Uh, I would not be disappointed by that outcome. But all if Jason Cade gets it. Or former friend of the show Serpentico walks away with it. I don't know. I feel like something went wrong <laughs> if that did happen. I mean, we've said before on the show. I know I've said before. When it comes to Fest Wrestling, You know, it, it's hard to break the rules. Because there typically are not rules. Um, I, I've never seen a referee disqualify anybody um, at Fest Wrestling. That's just kind of how it goes. So, I mean, but I, I can... Who knows if there will still be weapons in the audience from the Arya Blake-C.J. O'Doyle match, which could be a factor in the match. You never know. So I'm I'm interested slash nervous about this match. Uh, but, you know, again, only one way to find out who's going to be the victor. And that's by going to 8 Seconds, folks, this Sunday in Gainesville, Florida. Tickets available at FestWrestling.com. Get them now. Don't wait till the last minute. Uh, That place is going to be packed, and it's going to be awesome. This card is amazing. Lots of amazing talent on this card. Lots of uh, new faces, which have their chance to prove themselves amazing. And uh, looking forward to it. What do you think, Darren?
1: Of course. I couldn't look forward to uh, any indie wrestling show more than this. More than this. uh, More than this. There's... There's WrestleMania, there's Wrestle Kingdom, and then there's We Are Family, and, and that, that's honestly the way I feel about it. And this is one of the top shows of the year. Kind of throw all in in there for 2018. All in really was all it was cracked up to be, but Fest Wrestling's We Are Family. When you're talking about indie wrestling, um, it's just it really is it really is the top notch. It, it's what it's what you want to be watching. Um, you know, I don't for one second believe that Impact Wrestling or Ring of Honor uh, are indie wrestling anymore. So this is a different category. We're not talking about a, a product that's on television every single week. We're talking about indie wrestling and what that means. We're talking about journeyman wrestlers. We're talking about up-and-coming wrestlers. We're talking about local favorites. We're talking about flavors of the month. We're talking about tried and true. And that wonderful combination we get when it all comes together in front of a local diehard audience. That's what Fest has. And they do it better and they do it differently than anyone else. So of course I am stoked beyond stoked for this Sunday.
0: It's like going to a fireworks show and there's like that grand finale. <laughs> this is totally that where Tony Wyan totally fires all the all the fireworks off at once. And uh, it's usually a pretty a pretty stunning display. And this will be a very stunning display of wrestling, athleticism, Uh, characters, personality. It should be a lot of fun for certain. So get your asses to Gainesville, folks, on Sunday, October 28th, uh, and check out Fest Wrestling. The day before that, though, I mean, this whole time, this whole weekend, the Fest 17 will be in progress. Some of you listening to this might be already pre-Festing right now or enjoying the festivities of the Fest.
1: Are you listening to this? Right now in a parking lot in Gainesville, are you tailgating? Are you pre gaming right now? Are you pre gaming the whole reference show live with the whole
0: reference show? That's pretty cool if you are. I hope you are. Are you right now in the audience for our live show, listening to this show? What are you doing? Listen to the live Take show. Take your headphones out, dum dum. <laughs> Uh, speaking of live show, we are, of course, doing our live show. That is going to be on Saturday, the day before We Are Family 2, at the Hippodrome in Gainesville, Florida, folks. Uh, that is Saturday evening, 6.30, I believe, or so, are the doors. Uh, check us out. We're going to have some Fest Wrestling folk uh, not going to even announce who they are. I'm going to keep it a secret. I'm going to keep it a secret up to the last minute when we bring them out NBA All-Stars uh, style. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody please
1: queue up a "Serious" by Alan Parsons Project. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. It's pretty cool when the NBA All-Stars come out to that. Do you remember when Ricky the Dragon's Steamboat came out to it?
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Uh, it, yeah. ooh. <laughs> So yeah, we're doing our live show, folks. It is an hour-long live podcast. Uh, you'll have a chance to meet Darren and I. If you if you'd like to do that, we'll be there. But also, again, uh, if you're a big fan of Fest Wrestling, Randy Wrestling, or this podcast, whatever, get there because we will have some very very special guests involved as well. It's called meet and greet. Yeah, yeah. man. And what we quickly let's let's talk about uh, last year's. So let's let's revisit the Fest sixteen, our very first. Uh, live show where we had Max Gregg and Rich Bokini, uh, both commentary for Fest Wrestling. We had Effie, who is now champion of Fest Wrestling. Matt Cross was there, and Chuck Taylor was there as well. Chuck- the Kentucky Gentleman. The Kentucky Gentleman.
1: Sexy Chuck E.T. Chuckie T. Of the best friends. He was there. He was a welcome addition alongside M-Dog and the feminist icon and the greatest announce team commentary in all of pro wrestling and all of wrestling absolutely uh, max and rich they did such a great job we were so incredibly lucky to have that panel last year and i tell you what the hippodrome is the coolest named building in the state of florida so hip it, uh, it, and it's, so, it's self-aware it's so drone.
0: oh oh you're uh, very drone Wilma.
1: uh <laughs> yeah draw very droll.
0: <laughs> but no, uh Fest 60s, we had those those awesome people on the panel. Uh we got into some really, really fun topics. I got them all to admit who their favorite wrestling podcast was. I'd like to I pr- proudly announced that uh three out of the five said it was it was ours. Uh, hey it's a regular three, three out of five ain't bad. Meatloaf said that. <laughs> it's a
1: regular three-fifths compromise. <laughs>
0: Uh, poor Matt cross though, he he attended all of Prefest and the fest and he uh to quote him was pretty wrecked. You he could hear his voice. Uh he was he was struggling through that whole thing, but luckily he was clear enough to be audible. Um, but he he was great A lot of great insights That guy's been all over the world And wrestled for years and years and years So to hear from him
1: And to hear what he talked about When we, we were talking about Some of his favorite opponents Of course everybody's floored When he mentions Ultimo Dragon Oh of course But it's funny to look back now And think that he He was talking about Ricochet Oh yeah And Ricochet was not yet A WWE commodity Johnny Gargano Johnny Gargano right. And who who was Who was a very well known NXT commodity But he wasn't Quite what he is now. Right. And it's just so amazing what a difference a year makes in pro wrestling. Um, even Rich Bocchini. Uh, on on that panel at, at the whole and Show Live last year, Rich was, in his voice, uh, there was still a, a sense that everything he was talking about was like talking about his return To wrestling, which he seems so firmly entrenched in it again now. Right. And yet to think that he was only, you know, X amount of months into uh, returning. He was still return-minded. Of course, that comes off the heels of Rich being... Retired
0: minded Basically And yeah. so
1: that that was interesting to Done hear. with
0: WWE And done with wrestling in general um, yeah. Rich was at that point Right before uh, that whole thing Also me putting Matt Cross In the hot seat And asking him What would he choose Wrestling or punk music If he could only do One or the other For the rest of his life uh, Which actually was Pretty easily answered By Matt Cross Who definitely said Punk music uh, fair enough, Matt Cross. Fair enough. Um, well, he
1: did tell us it was his first love, right? And after he saw the Ramones perform live, he knew that's all he wanted from life <laughs> was to see punk rock music performed
0: live. And very, I, very simple and an honest answer. Much a like great answer, though. Chuck Taylor's honest answer of every time he does the awful waffle, like one out of ten times, he will his opponent will land directly on the head of his penis yeah. and uh, <laughs> cause him great discomfort.
1: And he also told us how big of a Pete and Pete fan he was. Right, a, right. Salute your shorts, salute your fan, shorts Right. Like, I, call, I
0: called him out on that, yes. Uh, you know, never
1: one short for uh, short of hot takes. Uh, the controversy at the, the Whole reference Show Live in 2017, uh, last year, was Effie being the hug police, <laughs> making it such a big deal at that time, uh, stirring uh, stirring the pot, if you will, Kicking the hornet's nest—that uh, was the the matter of independent wrestlers hugging one another, sharing Instagrams of their training, uh, Snapchats of them riding together with their opponent for the night, right? Or eating at Denny's afterward. And uh, Effie was getting four, a lot four. of Effie was getting a lot of criticism, but he really stood up for himself and he really made a case. And this is before he was Fest Wrestling Champion, Effie.
0: But also, it took a lot of cojones to bring that up, you know, especially with Matt Cross there, because I mean, Matt Cross is kind of the guy that everyone would love to have that singles match with and have that moment afterwards where it's like, God damn it, I respect you. Yeah, so, precisely the moment Effie's criticizing. No, exactly. Then I was I was wondering for that to kind of blow up. But I, I don't think Matt Cross was defensive about that at all. Um, and Rich Bocchini definitely backed up Effie as well. Uh, with, with He shared those sentiments. Effie also
1: shared the story about signing a little girl's forehead somewhere in South Georgia in a barn where he was wrestling. And it's funny, again, what a difference a year makes. He goes from signing little girl's foreheads to wrestling little girls and uh, choke slamming little <laughs> That's girls. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so uh, unless it was Izzy who had asked him to sign her forehead uh, in the previous year. Uh, I think that these are two uh, girls with two very different fates when they met the Golden Boy of Grab Ass. And um, Matt Cross, I, also, one really nice moment is uh, he, Matt Cross brought a lot of the realness last year. You know, uh, we did a lot of our normal um, shtick, if you will, and there's nothing wrong with a shtick, right? Ben Stiller's made uh, many millions of dollars doing nothing but shtick uh Jim Carrey I believe is a nice uh target for your shtick attacks nevertheless <laughs> uh you and I have uh, have have our own little routine and despite the all of the the pops we got from the crowd for our our humor laced take on wrestling and the business of wrestling and uh Chuck Taylor also a comedic persona and Effie kind of popping the crowd with some some hilarity Matt Cross brought some heavy stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. Talking yeah. about
1: wrestling is forever, talking about wrestling injuries, talking about camaraderie and love and passion and, and uh, lifelong pursuits. Um, defending wrestling as a performance art, Matt Cross, he called it a live action stunt show done in one take. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of great definitions. Of wrestling given on our program By our guests That one out of Matt Cross uh, And Effie's description of it being Performance art done in the round You know, I I love those I love that these guys Who are so passionate about this industry This uh, art This business This sport Because it's all of those things Right, It is an art, a business, and a sport um, And an industry to to have these guys come on our show and lay down truth like that, it not only bolsters the uh, the the gravitas of what we sometimes present on the show, but it says a lot about them as as men, um, as adults, and uh, and and as uh, as people with intellect, you know. And not enough not enough attention is paid to wrestlers' intellect. Right. But uh I like that uh you know again we're we're going to be Stephanie McMahon here. We're going to be Barry Horowitz and I'm going to pat us on the back for saying that it is it is cool that we have had the opportunity and we've taken the opportunity to to put people uh forward who could who can say things like this which really lifts up the entire world of pro wrestling.
0: I would, I'd back that up. I mean, all these guys were hilarious. I mean, all these guys made me laugh at some point throughout the uh, the live show last year. Um, but at the same time, any one of them, all of them, would absolutely defend professional wrestling. I mean, and not so much defend their like pro- professional wrestling, like, you know, defend themselves for being fans of wrestling or being involved in wrestling, but defend the business, the sport of professional wrestling. So I mean, as as much as these guys are like cut ups, and Chuck Taylor especially, he he definitely wears that facade of like I don't give a shit, whatever. Um, but man, he he would he would absolutely defend wrestling with you know his dying breath and everything, and and that's very cool. All these guys uh, brought a lot to the table. It was quite Max Gregg involved as well. I mean, not only is he involved in Fest Wrestling the capacity that he is, uh, but also he's he played at the Fest. His band, World Scariest Police Chase, which they have a new record. Uh, it's either out or coming out soon. I don't remember, but I wanna I wanna listen to it for sure. I would better get a free copy. Yeah, they uh
1: world's scariest police chases, also with their first official music video. Oh, yeah, uh, check it out on YouTube. Directed by uh, Fest Family, Scotty Swemba. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, And this this man out of the Great Lakes region. I'm not sure exactly where uh, Swemba's from, but he travels far to be a part of Fest Wrestling, and uh, he he's an incredible. Uh, visual artist, whether he's dealing with uh, two-dimensional artwork or videography. So uh, big ups
0: to Scotty for doing a lot of great work for Fest. Well, there you have it, folks. So who knows who will be bringing to the table and putting a microphone in their faces and asking them uh, serious slash silly-ass questions. I know two of them. I know a few of them. Find out for yourself by getting some tickets at thefestfl.com. Uh, Don't wait to the last minute. Get your ass there. Get your ass to Gainesville, either for our show or Fest Wrestling or both. Both. I'm going to
1: say you need to come to... Actually, you know what? I'm going to say you need to come to all of the above. I'll come to all of the
0: above. Will we see you there, folks? Let us know. You better let us know in person. There's a lot of ways to let us know, either in person at the Fest or if you can't be there... Find us on Twitter at RefnShowPodcast, R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Find us on Facebook, like and share. We would appreciate that. Send us a Gmail if you want to. Uh, the whole Refn Show at gmail.com, T-H-E-W-H-O-L-E-R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W at gmail.com or... We're always there on Instagram. We've been a little slow lately. Life
1: gets in the way. I'm sorry we haven't had 10 to 12 posts between each episode. But we're going to get back to it. We've just got a busy fall. Whenever the four
0: squares touch. It's always like oh Darren is busy. <laughs>
1: and it does happen. And, and, and I uh, I hate when that happens. Because there's so much. Wrestling is such a beautiful visual. Uh, art form. And uh, anytime that we don't get the opportunity. To celebrate that daily. I feel it's a bad day. So do stay true to our Instagram. The numbers continue to grow every day. And uh, we're we're nearly at 1,000. And uh, once we get over that 1,000 hump, I feel like it's just going to really skyrocket. And so we appreciate all of you who are friends on Instagram. And uh, please keep it up. Please keep up the comments. The DMs, it's a great way to be in touch with us. Oh, slide into
0: our DMs, I guess. Uh, we do appreciate you folks, all you hashtag dear listeners, all you hashtag new listeners who are now officially hashtag dear listeners. Uh, keep up with us on social media. We'll see you at the fest. Enjoy Evolution if you're going to watch it. And until next week, I will remain Perry Smith. And I will remain the incredible badass that is Darren Beasley. And we're going to see you very, very soon, folks. So long. Bye-bye!